In recent report, ChicagoTribune.com reports that mindfulness is not just a buzzword, but it's a multi-billion dollar industry. If you look around, there's apps popping up everywhere, such as Headspace, that are plugging into our culture to make sure that they are tapping in to mindfulness and wellness and making sure that they provide us a service. But what if we could go to our own people and do that? What if we could turn to our very own culture to provide the mindfulness? And so I did just that on this episode. I turned to Only Black Cosmonaut podcast and brand uh, hosted by Howard Palmer. And we had a really great discussion about taking back the equity of your mind. Enjoy. Welcome to the Black Equity Podcast. equity listeners. I am excited for this conversation. On the podcast, we've never sat down and decided, you know, let's be still. Let's have a moment to uh, really reflect on who we really are. And so I'm excited about the conversation with with Howard Palmer of Only Black Cosmonaut, uh, a podcast that I've checked out. I've checked out a few episodes and he talks about mindfulness, about stillness, uh, about meditation, and a lot of other great topics. Uh, Howard, are you there? Yes, I am here, DJ. How are you this morning? Wonderful. W- wonderful. Thank you for coming on the Black Equity Podcast. I'm excited about the conversation. <laughs> Tell the people a little bit about yourself and about the podcast and your brand. Thank you so much, DJ. Again, my name is Howard Palmer. Um, I represent Only Black Cosmonaut, the podcast brand and idea that represents mindfulness. The idea behind the mindfulness is basically what it sounds like, or hope in part or what it sounds like, how to bring that stillness back to your life and back to your practice. Um, It starts with the breath. A lot of us live our life kind of living through an aggressive breathing practice where we're always in anxiety. And I um, introduced the approach of how to just be still in conversation and in breath. And only Black Cosmonaut is 
is a way to get inward. One dark universe is another way I like to say it because uh, everything is inward when it comes to understanding your true self. And I want to be an example for that for us and for people who are willing to listen to themselves and listen to their breath. You still there, DJ? Yes, I'm here. Are you there? Yeah, I'm here. That's basically what um, Only Black Cosmonaut is and the idea behind the meditation and practice that I offer. I have the podcast, again, that's there, and I have the website as much as my social media hashtag on Instagram. I bring conversation uh, to the idea of mindfulness and something that um, I think is important with our idea of centering ourselves and bringing leadership to our life. So how did you get into, you know, centering yourself and getting into mindfulness? Was it something that someone taught you or did you have to do a study for yourself? In all honesty, I just needed help. Um, I looked at myself with all the things I had going on and I, I felt a level of frustration as much as um, almost depressed where it was just a lot of anxiety and a lot of, um, mis you know, confusion in thought and practice and when I took deep breath, when I took a deep breath, I always felt better. And I, and I always asked myself, well, why don't I just do that more often? What's so difficult about getting still? And I had to at least get still with the idea of getting still. Because um, sometimes or in the past when I thought that if I stopped, I would be losing out or not doing the right thing or doing anything at all. So if I stopped, um, it would just, the world would end. And I did it. I stopped anyway and the world didn't end. And I actually found a, a self-betterment or a better way to be about my actions. And it was just, it was just that, DJ. I just needed help. And um, I was afraid to ask for it more than just starting to ask myself. And with that, I just became the best example I could be. Awesome. So you started, uh, would you say it began with being still or did it begin with meditation? Is meditation the same as being stillness? What's the difference? Uh, that's a good question. No, it actually just started with being still. I didn't call it meditation. There were um, a couple of things that like yoga and even um, parkour, it's a, a form of movement that I practice that offered me a sense of Zen-like state, which is what I believe meditation is main for, or mainly known for. But I just got still with the idea of, okay, I'm not doing anything today. And it's not just um, sitting down, watching binge watching anything it's literally going to this park and just sitting in this couch or sitting in this chair and it's just sitting watching the environment exist um see what is see what sounds see what smell just do that and in that practice of just going out often enough of just sitting there um i realized i was breathing mm. and then i listened to the breath and then the breath became a way to recognize the states I was in due to this, uh, the level of stillness. So it started with just two minutes, you know, especially if I was um, in transition to another location and I saw a park that I wanted to scout again with parkour. It's a, a type of movement that I do and then practice for many years now. So one of the main things behind it is something called parkour vision. And you can look at an environment and see the, the movement and see yourself in the movement. So I do that often and if I stop at a place and I notice somewhere that I want to do that, I also take two to five minutes within that space just to sit still 
and that's where the um the breath came in and i would think meditation is completely different um meditation is in part with what i offer with only black cosmonaut about the mindfulness about being aware of your still presence of your moment where you are um you do it through the breath but it's also a sense of i am here in this moment and what is here um it's really uh, an evolving thing because we are freedom seeking beings i believe and Freedom is not just one way, it's, it's, it's a continuous wave. And through that breath, <laughs> I say that often, I apologize, but that's what I mean. You know, it's, it's as simple as that, but it's, it's the awareness of that that makes it more dynamic. I was, you know, uh, a piece of wisdom that was given to me is one of the greatest things you can be on earth is aware. And a, a lot of times everything that is around us is trying to distract us from awareness, from commercials yeah. to uh, TV to sometimes even the people around you who are having, having conversations. How important has awareness been on your journey? Um, I would say it's the, the, the eye within the mm. storm. You know, it's that, um, that or the, the pause within each breath, mm. the idea that it's something that the more you're aware of awareness, like uh, I'd like to believe learning is a skill. You don't just wake up learning or you're not just a born learner. You have to train yourself to learn as much as you have to train yourself to be aware of your breath and to breathe. We breathe naturally. The body will um, exist because it wants to. But in the sense of how we exist and how we breathe, um, I think that awareness is important and to what you said, 100% and even more, externally we practice or, or within this world or within this dimension, whatever, um, we practice of a lot of external uh, gratifications and satisfactions. We look outside for proof and truth where a lot of it comes from just our own, the, our own self. You know, when, you're, when your back is against the wall to something, it's much easier for you to just take charge and do it. But can you do that same energy, that same love or that same tenacity without having to be so angry about it and so um, uh, agitated about it? Can you be in a calm state? And that's what I practice or that's what I believe it is. It's that eye within the storm because everything is going to happen around you. But how do you respond to it is key. Do you think, and it's just, a uh, you may not have this answer. It just popped in my mind. Do you think that someone should chase after what they want in life or should they attract it through being still or is it a mixture of both <laughs> all right well i think first and foremost dj you have to change well I'd, I'd use have to like they're all definitives but um it's a good practice to change the way you look at things when you want certain things to change um if you keep the same mind frame then it's possibly difficult to see something different so to chase for your dreams, I don't believe is um, the mind frame we should go for. The idea is that we're vibrational beings, right? And I like to even think that we're still in water. Like the air that we're around is just a, is another version of true. water. That is true. Right? That's deep. That's deep. We're, all, <laughs> we're, all, <laughs> we're all in water, right? The fish doesn't, right. to our knowledge, except for the dolphin, maybe. But the fish is not aware of its mm. presence in water. You know, more than it understands that this is how I breathe uh, or exist. Who knows? But when it's out of water, it reacts as much as if you're in a cold environment, you start shaking. So to my point and to your question, start thinking that 
as vibrational beings and if we're in water and if something shakes underwater, you see the wave of it, you feel the wave of it. So to attract anything in your life is to first vibrate in attunement or in, in sound to that, that vibration. And so if you're vibrating 99.9 um, um, hate FM, you're not going to hear 88.7 kiss FM. You know, you're not going to hear the difference and you're not going to tune to that balance. So the more you get right with your breath, because the breath is to me the biggest way to learn that sound that your body um, necessarily might vibrate through existence, you know, through anything like that um, is the biggest thing. So don't think that you can go out and get it more than you can be it, work towards it, create examples in your life that represent it, and therefore it is. And that, that again, now is time. I guess it goes against time. How long is that going to take? Where's the patience behind that? And again, it goes back to the mind state. There's no time in your mind. You can remember a moment when you were five. You can remember a moment when you're 50, you know, even if it's in the future. There's no time in your mind. So again, you are not the mind, but the practice of thought in mind. So everything you think of, you are. So the more you, again, change your perspective, understand that you are freedom, you are breath, you are vibration, you are one with your breath and one with your the self idea, then what looks like you will come to you. You know, what looks like you, you will attract to it. It's not a matter of wanting to be the greatest wrestler, but you only weigh 100 pounds. It's not going to happen. You're going to have to really practice and really get in a sense of conditioning um, that's going to make you at least get in the ring with somebody um, that makes you feel like you're a wrestler. So no faking it till you make it. It's um, make it, don't fake it's, it. it. It feels kind of like uh, one, of the, one of my favorite books I read was Know Thyself. Uh, yeah, that's a good book. Yeah, and so for me... I feel like once you know who you are and you have you understand your individual uh, quote unquote superpowers, you know what your what your strengths are, uh, it, it, you almost become undefeatable because you know what you do and you just stay away from the things that ain't you. But I think it's hard, and that's hard. That's hard. That's and indeed you just said it. We agreed. That's the that is the the difficult in pra- the difficulty in practice. But when we um, connect with people, you know, like this conversation for me alone brings that sense of what I'm doing um, is okay. I don't want to make it right or wrong. And even okay still offers a sense of favoritism, but I mean, it's, it feels good. It feels good to want to bring a, a sense of practice and meditation and love in my life and for people who might be interested in the same thing. You know, what doesn't feel right is essentially flipping burgers all day or working for an conglomerate or a business that might be hurting the Amazon or hurting, you know, directly. So, but even though I'm making a lot of money doing it and my bills are paid, yeah, but that doesn't feel right. So you have to, again, change the paradigm or change how you're looking at things in life and then align with that, make a decision, make it right, and then fall in love with the practice. And that's all it is, you know, breathing. You don't just breathe one time and then you live, Mm -hmm. you keep breathing. And um, maybe that's the same thing. I'm learning. I'm learning. Yeah, I think we all are. And I think, you know, what always confuses me are these people out here that think that they know it all already and there's nothing new to learn and that they've mastered it all. It always confuses me. How is it possible? (laughs) Um... 
Well, how's that you know, possible? I'm asking is that it rhetorically, but it's like, you know, how yeah. is it even possible that you yeah. know everything uh, within 20 years or 30 years on this earth? And everything, how could you know everything when everything is changing all the time? Really, really, exactly, exactly, exactly. If you look at it like your body and your cells right. are always regenerating, you know, I mean, it's, it's, there's a, there's science, there's nature, there's what we call common sense. There's the idea of just the reality around us. There's children, there's the elderly people, there are, you know, people of age that will tell us mm -hmm. the truth of life. It is for us, you know, they say the greatest thing is to be around children and um, people of age because they'll tell you the truth of life. And you know that, you know that, remember, it's not people. Pe we use people like it's an external statement sometimes, but it's us we're talking about. And the more we remember that and the more we practice that, we help each other when we learn to help ourselves. And like you said, know thyself. And, you know, I definitely grew up in a home in a practice where um, religion was important and the idea of loving and fearing God was a practice. And for whatever that means and however that turned out, um, the positive side of it for me was that um, God was always willing to be there when I, when I needed to talk. And I think the one thing I gather from that and one thing I offer that in my life is um, don't be afraid to talk to myself as well. You know, be honest with myself about things and, and actions. You know, sometimes I've, I've, I've learned from people that just because they don't know or they, they know people won't hear what they're saying in their mind, they don't, they don't necessarily voice it. Or they have the worst conversation internally, but they'll never say those things. And I say, no, you're really not, in, in my opinion, you're really not talking to yourself truly internally. You're just making up stuff that you know if you had that conversation externally, people will call you on it. So have the honest conversation with yourself. And, you know, maybe you need to ask certain questions first, but have the honest questions. And then in hopes you can start living and practicing honesty in your life. And it comes with that. It comes with that that breath and that pat on the back that, okay, I can do this. And, um, it's going to be difficult, but I can do this and I, and I, and I, I want help, you know, and if I can get help, then let's do that. Um, right. Easier said than done, but it really starts. It really starts with someone like myself, I believe who's willing to at least stand up for my example and, um, maybe, you know, reflect best how, how it has helped me. So someone is, is listening to this right now and they're saying to themselves, mm -hmm. okay, I know this is something I need to start practicing. I need to really get in, in touch with who I am. I need to get still or not even get still, be still. So what are some practices or some exercises or something that someone can do if they're just mm -hmm. starting out, um, Obviously, you know, they can come to your podcast and come to your website, but are there exercises yeah. that they could do to assist them on this journey? Definitely, definitely. Thank you for asking. And that is something um, important, you know, something you can take back home and put on your breakfast table. And the example to me would be um, something I hinted to earlier. I talk about a lot it on a lot of a lot of it on the podcast, as much as I'm sending out on my newsletters on the website. But more importantly, is finding space one day out of the week. It doesn't have to be every day, and it doesn't have to be a lot of times. One day out of the week where you dedicate five minutes to just sitting still. You turn off your phone. You put it on uh, do not disturb mode, and maybe just leave the timer for five minutes. 
If you can go to a park, if you can go on your porch, the idea is to be outside. And when you're outside, your focus is to listen to your breath. I would say practice, but I don't want, if, if someone's trying this for the first time, you don't necessarily have to make it a curriculum or anything yet, but just sit and breathe. Sit and breathe in that five minutes. And if you don't feel better afterwards, do it for 10 minutes. If you don't feel better after 10 minutes, do it for 15 minutes. What I want you to practice or want you to get at is that I'm not offering you anything you don't already know how to do. I'm offering you the, I'm giving you the freedom to do it. So go to the park, go to, go out in nature, uh, breathe in, breathe in what you would call the water and, (laughs) and, (laughs) and be for five minutes. Yep. And what do you yep. think that would help that person do? Uh, everybody's different, so you can't promise any results. But what do you think that would help yeah. them do? Well, it would start to create the energy of wholeness and mindfulness, and that's what I that's what I represent. That's what I want to be in part with the idea of getting mindful back to yourself. When we look at athletes, look at Simone; she's killing it. She's no one's done anything right. she's ever done in life. You, you don't think maybe she right. knows something about meditation? Very focused. And mindfulness? Just a little bit? focus. <laughs> right. So that's what I'm um, using that example to say. It doesn't have to mm-hmm. be – she's 22. You're older, possibly. Right. Why can't you do it? Of course you can. So start understanding that the power belongs in your actions and thought. And the simplest way to remind yourself of that is through your breath. And an even a simpler way to remind yourself of that is just to get still. Because once you're still, you can feel and see and become one with your breath. Now, you know, I've been talking about Sip and Share Wine for quite some time. Now you have a chance to enter for a free giveaway. The Conjurer bottle, which is the old vine Zinnavel, is now available uh, for a free giveaway. Here's how you enter. You follow Sip and Share Wines over on Instagram. That's Sip and Share Wines. You like the post that is tagged giveaway and you tag at least five friends. Comment below that post and share with us your favorite red wine. Now, for a bonus entry, tag two more friends with an additional comment. This giveaway closes October 31st at 1159 p.m. Eastern. Winner will be announced on November 1st in the Sip and Share Wine story with a direct message. By entering, participants confirm they are of the age of 21 or older, open to U.S. residents only. Now, back to the show. That's something that's going to be key. It's going to be it's a huge buzzword that floats around the ethers. Mm-hmm. Uh, mindfulness. Someone is listening to this and they're saying, I've yeah. heard that word. But what exactly does it mean? So for you, what is your definition <laughs> or your understanding as of today? Because I'm sure life changes all the time. What is mindfulness to you? Hmm. Well, if we use it out in the context of like sitting down and taking, um, using those moments of, of awareness, it means to come to a sense of awareness of your moment without feeling uh, anxiety or overwhelmment. So if you're sitting again on a park bench, you can come to the awareness that you're sitting on the park bench. Your feet are touching the floor. Your back is against the the back of the bench. Um, 
you're seated, seated upright and comfortably, and you're taking deep breaths, you hear the leaves of the trees, you hear the ducks, you hear the nature, you hear people walking by, touching the gravel with their shoe. That sense of awareness, that is mindfulness to me in the sense of practicing it when it comes to your breath. Now you can expand upon it like a Google image, you know, how you can zoom in and zoom out and think more that I'm not just in a park, I'm in Finland Park, I'm in Edmund Park, I'm in whatever park. I'm not just in a park, I'm in a city. This city is next to this state. This state is within this continent. This continent is, you know, you can keep expanding out on the planet and this planet with this is within this galaxy and I'm just floating within it. Like again, your awareness is your own, but it's not it's not causing you any anxiety. And that is the key. Someone is also listening to this. I can picture them. I can picture them. <laughs> I see these people listening. They're saying right now, man, yeah. that mindfulness stuff, that, that stillness stuff, that's not for black folk. <laughs> what is your thoughts on that? Is or, or is it not is it not for people of African descent or of uh, the original tribe? Should we not, you know, focus on those things because it's for other folk? You know, powerful question. Thank you, DJ. Um, history will prove different and not just his story, but just history, the idea of understanding the knowledge around you. Um, you could make it something local. You could look at the OGs in your environment and understand that anyone that ever accomplished anything in life had to have a sense of awareness of themselves. This is why we have titles in our names or why we live so much to those things. And um, if you go back to, again, Egyptian knowledge, there's Kemet, there's there are so many representations of people of color, of black, and our power of mindfulness that um, it's kind of hard to deny it um, when you look at history. But if you choose not to, or if you choose to believe there's some fakeness to it, then again, look at people who are who are living now. Look at Oprah, look at Deepak Chopra, look at these people who live and speak these same exact words and um, they're not dead. You know, they're not from another time in space. They're here now. And so it's, it is for us. You just, there's nothing for us. There's nothing that's not for us that we haven't defined that's for us. That's our power, especially as people of color. We can define anything we want. We've lived within any time without any, we've lived within time and still found ways to thrive and, and come together and learn to live from our best example. And this is what's happening now. We're taking back our proof that we are freedom seeking beings. And that's what this is. And that's what this meditation and this practice offers. When we want to be successful in life, when you want to take charge and, and, and be the best entrepreneur, let's say, because that's another big thing that's going around now. Everybody wants to be an entrepreneur. And inside of, you know, there's entrepreneurs, people who are really faking it. But the idea, the energy behind just wanting more outside of a nine to five is what this is. This idea of mindfulness. It's the idea of learning how to get back to yourself without having that self look like an external title. Like I am a this or I am a that. No, I'm just me, and I love doing this, and I'm so good at it that people label me as such. Right, but I'm into other things too. You know that it, way, it feels like of self. taking back ownership of self, and 
with taking back ownership, that is black equity. You know, we have to get that word in in the in the episode at least once. Right? <laughs> no, this is all it's about though, DJ. You don't you understand. You understand one hundred percent. This is yeah. all it's about. We can call it different things, but it is equity, man. It goes into our yeah, future. I agree. I agree. So for those who are interested in listening to your podcast, tell us about some of the past episodes that you have, some of the topics that you discuss, and then what people can look forward to in the future as well. All right. Um, well, the past, the general topic of what we've discussed on Only Black Cosmonaut is mindfulness. When I bring on a host, I kind of do the research behind them a little bit, and and I don't ask the same questions. My idea is to bring through them or bring from them or ask of them what it is to be mindful. So I've had some hosts on there who are focused on on yoga. Um, Veronica, who does purpose yoga, and her idea is bringing a sense of for veterans and people who have made, gone through any like trauma, again, people of color, um, any trauma that they want to bring a physical practice to their life, but they don't know how. And so she uses the discipline of uh, yoga to introduce that. Another guest I've recently had on was Sean, Sean Moore. And he definitely, again, with the idea of sound meditation, he brings in a practice of how to get um, get rid of stress in your life. A lot of us run around and not know that we're so stressed because we're, we're this or we're that, you know, or black people don't do that. Um, he's definitely in Atlanta. They are charging the idea that black people do what we want and we do it in love and intention. And my future guests, I have a martial artist on the way, a top martial artist who owns a Shotokan um, gym. And he has many students and from different walks of life. And I'd love to get his idea on what mindfulness is and how does he bring that practice to his students. Again, I want to bring the energy of what it means to to bring that equity to yourself, to your blackness and what it means to empower your actions. And I think mindfulness is just a good buzzword because it's something that I practice and it's it's something that's happening today. But we can call it wholeness. We can call it self-centeredness. We can call it self-care. Um, we can call it manifested destiny. The idea is to be aware of where you are and what you want to do and how much of a loving space that means to you through your actions. So that's the podcast learning what and practicing and learning from others. What does it mean to be mindful? After somebody listens um, to your podcast, they're immediately going to want to work with you. So what does that look like? Uh, what what types of ways can someone either partner with you, learn from you, or access you in some way? Great, great question. Um, Twitter, Only Black Cosmo, or Instagram, Only Black Cosmonaut. You can DM me there or message me there. The website, onlyblackcosmonaut.com, is up. I have a newsletter. You can sign up for that. Um, that's coming out in a month's time, and it would be around the conversations and previous conversations and idea of how we can bring that and what's happening in today's life um, to bring mindfulness back into practice. So just hit me up on social media again, Instagram, Only Black Cosmonaut, or even Twitter, Only Black Cosmo, and let's talk there. If you want to be a guest on the podcast to introduce um, a sense of what you believe mindfulness is, please, by all means, hit me up. I'm free to talk. We can discuss it and, and shell it out and see how it works out. I'm here for us. I don't really want, um, at the moment, and I'll be honest about that, I don't want your money. I just want your your space, your space and time, and I want you to give that to yourself. And if we find that um, I do travel a lot, so I'm going to be, my goal is to move out to LA within a few months now. 
So if you're ever going to be in the LA area, I'll be offering classes then. But right now I'm out in the Midwest in Colorado and it's cold. So <laughs> the only thing I can offer you is to stay warm and maybe we can do a video chat or a voice chat and um, discuss what certain practices you might want to introduce to get mindfulness into your life. But I can teach you. I can show you some example ways. So just reach out to me on social media, Instagram again, Only Black Cosmonaut, or Twitter, Only Black Cosmo. You can DM me there and we can talk. Um, I don't have anything to sell you. I just have everything to offer you if you're willing to. I appreciate that. Take the time to now, listen. You did mention something. I can't let it just slip past without asking about this. Because about <laughs> two days ago, on well, two yeah, days sure. at the time that we're recording this, I posted on Black Equity Network over on Instagram mm -hmm. uh, about an article saying that the Midwest mm -hmm. was among the worst places for Blacks to live. Oh, yeah. said. Yes. What are your thoughts on that? Yes. That's why I said that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, right. I got to dig more into the into the article, but um, you know, okay, I don't know. It, uh, get, honesty is key, so let's let's start with that statement. And I live what here. Part in Colorado, Colorado. I was born in Denver. And, uh, um, how I got here? Oh, awesome. Okay. Well, I lived out in Boulder. I'm out here in Westminster at the moment. Um, but I was in Boulder for a while. I worked with a major um, fiber optic company doing some work that brought me out here from Atlanta directly. And, the, mm -hmm. yeah. you know, we're not out here. It's like up and down. Um, and we're not out here in the sense of we're not out here in any dominant way. Uh, uh, Colorado is known for its gun laws as much as its, its, its ways about people. Um, there's not a lot of us out here, man. And there is a lot of stereotype um, in conversations. Um, you know, hey, do you know this person? No, I don't. I don't know that person. <laughs> I, I, just because we're black, I promise you, I don't know. Um, uh, just, just things that I've learned with my sense of culture. You no, know, coming from Jamaica and having a strong sense of culture with my mother and my sister and my my parents. You know, I I have a belief that I know who I am, but um, it could still weigh on you. So I would agree with the, the, the title of the article and um, as I get more in depth with it, that it's not, if you're trying to find culture and life out here for us, it's not. Now, if you're trying to navigate it and start it out, <clears throat> come on out. Um, but outside of that, we're, we're still growing. Um, Denver is still good um, for us and we're still out here, but going out further than that, nah, we're, we're very far few in between. Um, and when you yeah. see us, it might not be the same yeah. us, you know? different versions of right. us so he might not want to be your friend just because we black so it's it's a lot of that but again if you know yourself then you can be aware of these levels of consciousness within us um living in the bible belt a lot i learned that <laughs> so coming out here i took those practices and that's kind of why i wanted to venture out to california because i know for sure um, and a lot of me colorado is was one of the first states to really embrace uh, legalizing marijuana um, how does yeah. some of these questions are just hitting me up, you know, towards the end of the episode, but how does marijuana and stillness and mindfulness, do they relate in any way or you're not, you're not a user and you're not sure. I don't, I don't know. Okay. Uh, it's, it's, it, I would say it's to the individual. Um, it, the, the, it's more important again to understand what you want to then maybe offer yourself examples of how to get there. And so um, right. 
breathing right. takes no substance but air, okay? Um, how you breathe now is different. You can get sage, you can get some incense, or you can get some cannabis um, and get it through your lungs and get it in your system. I, I would say that it's to the individual um, and it's to, for them to explore that, tru- that truth of what it means and then go into it with I love confidence, it. I love it. make a decision. I and thank make you it for right. coming on the Black Equity Podcast. I know that this is going to enrich uh, someone's life. Thank you so much. And I uh, look forward to people reaching out to you, listen to your podcast. And then when you get to L.A. and you get set up, uh, come back on the show and uh, let us know how that experience is as yeah. well. Um, I know, <laughs> we know a few people out there, so maybe we can connect you as well when you get out there. Oh, that'd be great. That'd be great. That'd be great. I'd love to connect with people and, and, and build. That's all we need to do. Just connect and build. I agree. You know, and love Thank and you again, Howard, for light. coming on the podcast. And uh, we'll be talking again soon. Thank you, DJ. Yes, I'll keep listening. Sure. Keep going. Keep doing what you're doing. Um, if I can have just a second, please, just, just, to, just to thank you for what you've done. Um, I don't know if I've heard a podcast directly speaking to what the history and what the path was. You've definitely given us a lot of jewels as to what brought this on with your different guests. But for whatever is going to continue doing, and I know you're in the early stage and you're reaching out to people and asking for help, I definitely want to continue being a supporter in any way that I can. But please know that a person like me benefits from it. Even with my own direction in life, I benefit from hearing um, all the knowledge and culture that you continue to bring for us wow, in equity. I, wow, I, so I appreciate thank you, you saying for that. that. You know, I appreciate you. Know, you. As creators, I know we're both creators, sometimes you create and create and create, and you have no idea if anybody's coming to the museum to look at the artwork. You just create, you know? And uh, so I appreciate you saying that. And um, I'm glad that what we're doing is impacting the culture. That, that was really the whole goal. So thank you. Yes, that is it. Great, DJ. You have a great day and you have a wonderful weekend. It is Monday, you know, and the holiday season is here. We had a full moon last night. So that means the meditation has started over. The tide is rising. The water in our body is finding a new level of balance and it's a new season. So take a deep breath into that, everybody. And just remember, we're all out here for each other in love and light. Appreciate and, it. I'm um, about to go outside and sit outside I don't know what for else. about That's it. 10, 15 Thank you. minutes just taking some breath. <laughs> All right, bro. I'll talk to you soon. I'm gonna do it too. So we're gonna do All it right. together. You have a good one, DJ. Bye. To me, Howard dropped a lot of gems on this episode. I actually think you should rewind and play back the full episode again because he just showed us how in five minutes we can really reshape our thinking and take back the equity within our mind. For more great episodes by the Black Equity Podcast, make sure you tune in every weekday, Monday through Friday, on your favorite podcast channels. That includes Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Overcast, and a host of other platforms. If you want more in-depth conversations from me and others within our network, make sure you sign up to be a Black Equity Insider over on Instagram at Black Equity Network. Make sure you follow us and make sure you share all of our posts to your network and the other people around you. Our job is to document the wealth of Black culture, and hopefully we did our job on this episode.